Welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced as all things should be. I'm your host, Max Mosier, here today with one other Infinity Bro of our six Infinity Bro rotating cast. He is the man with every speculation under the sun. We love to talk about these Disney Plus shows. Talking today with me about Secret Invasion, it's Infinity Bro. Mark, Mark, how are you? I'm glad to be back. Had the dust off the good old Rolodex of speculation. For you younger folks, you're going to have to go Google that, that means. And then it won't be funny then either, so I'm glad to be back. <laughs> half the people loved that reference, the other half hated that reference. Scott giggled, that's what really matters. Scott, yeah, I love one one listener named Scott, that if this is your first time listening to it, like, who the heck's Scott? Yeah, he's out there. He's he's a scroll. He's an, he's an inside scroll. Mark, this one's been a long time coming for us. We have been talking about every Marvel show since WandaVision. I think people that have listened to us and known us for a long time know you and I for our WandaVision speculation that we uh, got to joyfully experience during COVID when the world was on hiatus and you and I were just uh, digging into the weeds, as we would say, and uh, trying to figure out what the heck was going on in that show, only for most of our theories to not matter. I believe we will have a similar smorgasbord of speculation today as I think this is the ultimate Mark and Max show in Secret Invasion uh, on Disney+. Plus. What do you think? One could say, yes. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what, what clever thing is Mark going to say this time? But nope, it's just the nope, classic. Just yes. he agrees. He agrees. Very good. Very good. No, I I love the see the, the speculation is so like high up on this is like with WandaVision we're like who's Mephisto? Yeah. This one is like anybody could be a scroll. Yeah. <laughs> like anybody, anybody. Do, you know they could rickroll us and be like, oh, Nick Fury was a scroll the whole time. There are shows that are made for specific audiences, and there are shows that are made for specific genres. And there are properties that are made for specific podcasts. It is my belief that this show was made for Mark and Max to discuss week to week. And we're going to be doing that, I think, pretty much every week. Daddy Feige made this for us. I think he did. I really do. I really think he did. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into our complete spoiler review. So from this point on, you're going to want to expect spoilers because we've been we have a Patreon pre-show. You can check that out in the link in the show notes. And we kind of danced around it. We didn't want to talk about it, but we're coming in good. So this is going to be your official spoiler warning. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. And then if you're somebody who has never listened to us before, we want to make sure you're familiar with our rating system. It's not difficult, but here's our rating bumper. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity step. One sentence synopsis. Nick Fury learns of a clandestine invasion of Earth by Skrulls. Stars Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Samuel L. Jackson has been in this thing since Iron Man 1, Mark. 2008. Yeah, it's like, I was going to say it's like 15 years ago. This guy's... No, that's wait, is that that long? He's been there that long. Uh, ben Mendelsohn returns as Talos. Kobe Smulders returns as Maria Hill. Olivia Coleman joins the MCU as Sonia Fallsworth. Martin Freeman has a special guest appearance in the first episode as Agent Everett Ross in the opening scene. Amelia Clark uh, from Game of Thrones. Are you an Amelia Clark uh, fan, Mark? 
Yeah. You like her? Yeah. She's, okay. she's good people. You're a Game of Thrones guy. That's why I'm asking. I do find it odd that you cast her in such a, like, I wonder if Gaia is going to be a bigger role in the MCU. That's another thing where it's like, you cast kind of a bigger named actress and kind of like, a, okay, I guess we get to learn as a whole, like as a majority of the fan base who the scroll is, so. Sure, I think I think she's a double agent, but we'll find out. We'll talk about her later. Uh, Kingsley Ben-Adir plays Gravik. Uh, some people have been pronouncing it as Gravik, you know, kind of on that pun, yada, yada, yada. And then Don Cheadle's Rhodey uh, is in this as well. Richard Dormer is in the beginning of this episode as Agent Prescott. And then Dermot Mulroney is playing President Ritson. It's important to note, Mark, that Harrison Ford will be playing the President of the United States in the upcoming Captain America 4 movie. Where are we in the timeline? That is what I was wondering. Where we, where we are in the timeline. Like I do have many- an answer for that. Oh, give me it. Can the I answer of that is the events of Secret Invasion take place in the mid-2025s. This is after the events of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, in the Marvel timeline. But before the Thor Love and Thunder? I believe around the same time. So is that that's post pretty much everything besides Correct. Ant-Man. Yes. Correct. So that's, so that's the like three, for three that. years after Endgame, right? Correct. Hmm. Two years. 2023 was when everybody came back. Oh, okay. Yep. Yes. So that's our cast. Uh, We're going to go ahead and talk about our ratings. Uh, Mark, I will start with you. What's your rating of episode one entitled Resurrection of Secret Invasion? Uh, I'd probably give it a good old uh, 5.5 out of 6. It very much felt like an old-timey, you know, conspiracy war movie. And, or like, I'm just I'm all for that. It's like my that's one of my genres I love. So I'm 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 ready to get disappointed potentially. <laughs> but I'm I'm all in until that happens. And I'm probably still in when that happens. So, you know, whatever. Whatever. I'll take I'm it. I'm going to go lower than you, but I'm very pleased with this episode. I'm going to go 5.25. I am guarding my heart this series <laughs> because I have been burned so many times on multiple shows. And I'm not going to name them. I just know that Marvel has a great track record of great first episodes. This is no exception. This is a great first episode. It does some incredible stuff. The spy espionage genre that they're going for is exactly what I'm here for. Samuel L. Jackson is tremendous. This actually, Mark, might be the best cast of any Disney Plus show they've put together to date to get Olivia Coleman, Amelia Clark. Don Cheadle, Martin Freeman, Kingsley Benadir, Ben Mendelsohn. I, these are just some powerhouse actors, and I like what they're doing. Zane and I were talking about this, and I think he kind of nailed it, Infinity Bros. Zane. Oh, yeah, that guy. He said that this is the first time in a Disney Plus Marvel show that he feels like the villain is actually worthy of fear. And I would say that he, about He said TV Robert show? This. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Like yeah. in a T in the Marvel shows, he's what he's saying. Oh, Marvel sh- Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. In the Marvel Disney Plus shows, this is the first time a villain can have fear. And I think that's fair to say about Gravik. And I'm really excited to see where this goes. I'm expected to have my heart ripped out. I'm expected to have people that I thought were scrolls not be scrolls. I'm expecting people that I didn't expect to be scrolls be scrolls. And I'm hoping this shakes up the MCU moving forward, which is all people really want with these shows and movies. 
So yeah, let's let's go ahead and get into this episode. Mark, let's jump kind of to the beginning of this episode and talk about this the Everett Ross reveal. Yeah, are we gonna have a a, a scroll watch like? Who's well, our the official scroll watch is on now for us. We've been talking about it, you and I, now I think for three, four years. And right out the gate, we get uh, what I would say our, our fancies tickled as Agent Prescott is killed by who we think is Agent Everett Ross, who ends up being a scroll chased down by Talos himself. Uh, gun pointed at him by Maria Hill. He said, uh, Talos says he's one of them. And it comes to find out that this is a scroll. Do you think that Everett Ross has been a scroll this whole time? Well, if when we watch further on in this episode and we see when they take their hosts, it's kind of like, is that like a hint that like, hey, Everett Ross maybe recently got taken or has been a scroll this whole time? So this is a popular theory I've heard online. I'm not taking credit for this, but I am regurgitating it. And I do think it's interesting at the end of Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the post credit scene, or it's the end credit scene, I forget exactly where this is in the, in the movie, Okoye saves Ross. The theory that is going around is that the reason Okoye was so upset in this movie of losing her position in the Dora Milaje is because she was a scroll and she's infiltrated Wakanda and that's why she stayed tight with Everett Ross and that's why Everett Ross was attempting to be tight with Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther T'Challa. Do you subscribe that Okoye could, in fact, be a scroll? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, Max. Never did, Haven't heard that one. I'm already all in. I already pushed in all my chips, and that makes total sense. See, that's the conspiracy stuff where it's just like, it just makes sense. And they put it in for some reason, right? Yeah, I mean, that's like the little, like, the pe- like I hope. I know we've talked about this, too, in the past. I hope when the MCU's all done, Kevin Feige's put a, put a cherry on top, and be like, okay, we're done. He then, te- there's just, he just gives, here's the documentary I made. It's a four-hour documentary and how I did everything, and and then we, we hear that, and then we look at each other and we giggle. Every single movie, you and I have a popular segment that we call Scroll Watch, where pretty much every movie, we have somebody designated that we're like, that person's a scroll. We think that person's making suspicious decisions. So, for example, in the newest Doctor Strange movie, I was on the record of saying Wong is either the worst Sorcerer Supreme of all time or he's a scroll. I stand by that. And I really think he hasn't done any major spells. We didn't see him do any major spells. We just saw him kind of go on vacation with a sling ring last last movie. And and then we go with like She-Hulk that like gives more credence to that theory because he's just he just seems so lazy and just like watches movies yeah he just wants to stay connected with everybody what kind of scroll doesn't want to do that and then you have um mbaku in the last movie who's eating meat strips he's a vegetarian he's retreating as their country and people have been beaten up it's it's the little the little dusting the, the that little details of the oh he's be eating meat but he's supposed to be a vegetarian crazy. What, what? Absolutely insane to see Okoye and Mbaku both be scrolls. It's just like, uh, who was it? The Doctor's or was it the Ultron? Where after Captain Marvel came out, then people went back because Nick Fury says he doesn't cut his sandwiches into triangles. Sure doesn't. And then and then in Ultron he does. Yeah. And then people went back and be like, oh my gosh, we're like back to is our Nick Fury that we're currently watching in Secret Invasion 
a scroll. Well, let me get to this real quick. So Nick Fury comes back to Earth. He's greeted by uh, Maria Hill, and uh, he's greeted by Talos. And him and Talos have this intimate moment, this intimate moment where they put their heads together, and you just you sense the 20 years they've had, because this is 20 years old, they've had a ton of time working together. We also know in Spider-Man Far From Home that at the end of that, that Nick Fury and Maria Hill were revealed to be Talos and his wife, who is revealed in this scene to be deceased. But re- revealed to his daughter, who wouldn't know. And and the husband, and, and Talos. Well, that's what Talos says. Yeah. So, like, so after my second rewatch of the show, that, that scene made me think, is his wife Nick Fury. I thought the same thing, Mark. Look at... Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? What if this whole thing, what if Nick Fury's the one that's been killed this whole time? Or if he's still up there, and the reason he's kind of a half step behind everybody is because Nick Fury is coaching Talos's wife, and Talos needed motivation to go the distance. I think we're going to find out around episode three that she's really there. Talos is going to lose his marbles, and he's going to go to the opposite side. And now he's going to be a big bad again because Ben Mendelsohn can do that. I think that's I I guess I'm not going to put all my chips in on that theory, but I will say that like Ben Mendelsohn's going to be taken off the board in some capacity in this because this has to be Nick Fury versus the world. This has to be that. And and I think um, what's is it? Yaya? Jaya? Gaia. His daughter? Gaia. Thank you. Um, That made me think with like casting her, she's got to take over as like our main good guy scroll. I agree. So. She has to but be. I don't know if he'll become the bag. I thought about that in this episode because of the scene where he's like, I, you know, I told you not to interfere or whatever, or he'll end up dying because he doesn't go all the way. Yeah. Like- I, I kind of wondered if Nick Fury was his wife too. I'm not a hundred percent subscribed to it, but I definitely, when I first watched it, I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, that's super intimate. Are they trying to play this up? It just seemed out of character for Nick Fury. It just seemed- It did, for- and they're next to Maria Hill. And for me, when I watched this until the very end, we'll get to that in a bit. They're, they're going to be revealed Hill in episode two. She's going to be a scroll. She's going to turn into a scroll. I, I was expecting her to be a scroll at the end, and she wasn't, and so- Well, because we didn't see the end end. We just saw the end of the episode. In these kinds of shows and movies, you could always get a flashback where it's revealed she's a scroll and her body gets taken away, and then all of a sudden you have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too, right? Like- you definitely can do those things. I'm not subscribing to that. I think Maria Hill is dead, dead. So um, Nick Fury returns to Earth. He meets up with Talos. They do have that head um, sign of intimacy, which, again, we saw in Captain Marvel. We saw uh, Talos do that to people he loves. Now, it could just be a sign of affection to Fury, uh, like but I think it is I mean, worth noting. It's just a human and scroll thing, too. Yep, it, it could, could be. definitely be. We could be we could be reading into it too much. You don't, you know, whatever. You and I reading into it too much? No way. Nah, don't, nah, don't, well, don't, no, no. don't lie to me. <laughs> Impossible. Fury goes and gets captured by uh, Olivia Coleman's character and has this interesting conversation where this is the second time in this episode where Fury is told, you're too old, you're not ready for this fight, the blip changed you, yada 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 you're not gonna do it you're pathetic you're weak and we're obviously setting up a hero arc for nick fury in this show or whoever is being a scroll of nick fury and what's interesting about this scene that comes back later is all the people he sees in the street or at the bar these are all people that come back in that final scene with gravik gravik changes his appearance to look like all the people that Fury has witnessed across the board. 
So in the scene when he's going out in the back alley, there's a little girl, then there's a couple going on a date. Those same people pop back up, essentially showing that graphic has been there the entire time. So then we get to the other uh, area where Kinsley uh, Ben Nadir is 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 created a base for I forget the name of what they called it Scrollos I think is what they called it a scroll council has been created and he's used this at, to create at a nuclear facility because it doesn't affect the radiation doesn't affect scrolls we come to find out through through fury in the previous conversation that it is their goal to start an all-out nuclear war and take ownership of earth which is like not gonna lie to you mark another moment where marvel has really captured time very well <laughs> there's just some eerie his, true historic plot points remember apparently the original like bad thing that was going to happen in falcon Moon soldier was it was supposed to be a virus that was supposed to be spread across me. i do so they were yeah, on top I mean, of it yeah they they know what's up and and of course the russians are the bad guys and that's you know really popular to say right now so we get introduced to this character through Gaia. Gaia welcomes this new character played by Samuel Adewumi. Uh, his name's Beto. And he has this kind of goofy, weird-looking fruit thing. She shows him around the compound. It's revealed that the longer you are in human form as a scroll, the less likely you are to be detected. I don't know if that means there's a technology that humans can detect them with or if it's just harder for them to let up because their memories kind of worked through with their own memories there's this really unique dynamic that I think the show has an opportunity to take advantage of in what's it like to be a person in a different person's skin for long periods of time. So I've heard a lot of people reference the Americans from FX. It's a similar kind of vibe to that show, which has been a really popular show of these Russian um, spies in, in America. And I, I hope they play with that more. I, you didn't get a ton of that here, but you get this, this enigma in Gaia what is your take on her as a character in this first episode? Do you think she's a good guy, bad guy, double agent? Where are you standing with her? Especially now that she knows that her mom's dead, but she clearly believes in this cause because she's bringing people in. Um, I don't know <clears throat> if she's a double agent, <clears throat> but I think that comment that Talos makes to her about her mom being dead is definitely the game changer to make her probably think uh, maybe I shouldn't be a bad guy or on the bad side. I don't know. Because, like, who is she a double agent for, then, if she's a double agent? That'd be the other big question. But this is the kind of show where there could be a third party of people and we just don't know about them yet. It could be Thunderbolt Ross. It, very, it, it, could, be, it could be Dave Fontaine, to go, right? To I go mean, into those weeds, we could find out that the American president is a scroll. Thunderbolt Ross takes over, so there's no election for it. He just takes over as the president. I think it's pretty f safe to say that if Rhodey isn't a scroll, the president is a scroll. And, and I think Rhodey has you imagine, been... And then we just get, like, flashbacks that Rhodey's been a scroll since day one. Do you think they CGI him into the first Iron Man if they do that? I Maybe. They might. I uh, Mark, I'll be frank with you. I think Rhodey... If Rhodey is not a scroll, that will shock me more than if he is a scroll. He feels like the easiest Avenger to pick is a scroll at this point. Well, yeah, because he's not... Um, I don't know. I mean, I love Don Cheadle, but like, you're right. It's just like he's not... You know, he's not the OG Avenger, but, like, he's, you know, 1A in a, or 1B in a sense. So, like, it's it's an easy pick. It'd be pretty 
I think the fans wouldn't like it if you did like Captain America or Thor or someone like that. But. I think it'd be fun to see Don Cheadle lead an army of scrolls. I think that'd be fun. I think it'd give him an opportunity to to work his chops more. Well, we get a little bit in the in the preview for the show that uh, Gravik is like a super scroll because he's able to like manipulate his arm. And, yep, we've seen in the clips that he's doing what Groot does. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they talk about that. Uh, Fury uses a bug to eavesdrop on the Prime Minister and uh, Olivia Coleman's character, scroll. and they uh, locate uh, another rebel. Who they fight uh and this is an interesting scene because talos now gets revealed to be old he fights this scroll the scroll is overpowering him and then fury shoots him and i loved the you get one lie the set nobody gets two lies i loved that i thought that was just classic nick fury that's to me what leads me to go okay he's probably not a scroll because i just feel like the way he's talking i'm like oh, i think this is the real nick fury i really do and I think he's going to have to overcome some things. I think there will be moments, like at the end of the episode, where somebody else is being Nick Fury. But I think this is Nick Fury for the sake of the show. I, I think I could subscribe to that where both Nick, if we get, well, besides the graphic Nick <laughs> Nick Fury. Sure. I, I, I would subscribe if, like, Talos' wife is a Nick Fury that's being coached by the Nick Fury. So, like, we're, it's not like our Nick Fury's been trapped for the last 15 years. But, because there could be a case where... Because they don't mention that he gets blipped. They just said he was just gone after the blip, if you remember, unless I heard that wrong. It's so funny did someone take the... someone take over as Nick Fury or just like no one was like, oh, yeah, he blipped. Yeah, I think that will get explained in this show. I, I, I love what they're doing with the blip here, Mark. This is exactly what they've needed to do in every show. You need to talk about the consequences of that thing. That's the unifying moment for every character. You've got Eternals. You've got raccoons out in space. You need a unifying thing here, and this blip is it. And I'm shocked that, especially in 2023 with how much people talk about mental health, and mental health is just a popular thing. I'm shocked that these writers haven't taken more time to, good, you know what, let's a have a scene thing. to talk about this, you know? I'm shocked about that. And I, I like what they're doing here. I like that they're saying... Well, they, they did an endgame with... With the, like, the, you know, the AA-type style meeting. Yeah. With Captain America, who then lied to everybody to move on, because he's a scumbag, because he's a scroll too. Well, it's one of the best scenes in the show, and I think you're being a little dramatic and drastic, and I think you need to get over it. Yeah. It's all it's all moving on until you figure out you have a time machine. <laughs> you gotta move on, unless you have a time machine. Uh, we talked about Guy and Talos having that conversation, but Talos did make a claim that Gravik killed... Um, her mother Soren. I do want to backtrack on one thing real quick, and it's these fracking pods. So oh, yeah. we watch a scene where a scroll turns into another person. They get put in the fracking pod. It's very similar to what Captain Marvel experienced. Uh, they're not, in her they're movie. not people. They're hosts to them. Remember that. Whatever hosts to them. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it's it's demeaning. Like that's the whole concept. Like this group of it's people like don't. Animorphs, yeah. Sure. No, what's not that they like the whole concept of like these this sect of scrolls do not value human life they don't no you're right and they've, they've so like that's what makes that gives more credence to what zane said it's like they're dangerous they're dangerous and they're mad because for 20 years nick fury has promised to get them a home and for some reason he hasn't been able to do it i think this show will reveal why that is at least i hope i hope that this show gives some explanation for like nick fury tried for 20 years to do this and here's why it did or didn't work and captain marvel promised to do it and she's been doing garbage too I, I hope she has some consequences to this as much as Nick Fury does. 
I'm, I'm also hoping the Marvels deals with it, but that's neither here nor there. I, but but the fracking pods, getting back to that, they're stealing hey, their hey, memories, I got, Mark. I got a time out on that because you just brought up the Marvels. Is their movie this November, right? Their movie is this November. All right. Well, maybe maybe we get Marvel stuff. I'm, I'm all for that, too. I'm I'm all for that too. So let's talk about. The, hang on. Now we're getting to the weeds here. Now you just you you, you go I for just, it. Nope. Please do. Nope. Because in that you. trailer, Nick Fury's in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Marvels are showing up in this. Like now, I'm just now. Now I'm. I can just hear some some of our listeners be like, "You guys are putting too much credence. It's gonna ruin the ending if they don't show up." But they gotta show up now. We. we I think this existence. is like a post credit scene. Like I'm I'm looking at last episode being a post credit scene, but we'll see. And just I, one of them. I don't need all three. Just at least one. You need Captain Marvel in it. Yeah, that's who's already on Earth. I mean, what's to, what's to say we don't get a scene of her like coming out of the house of Kamala Khan and. Well, they're also in space, so so um um oh, why am I blanking on her name? Photon. Uh, she could be in that Rambo. In that, yeah, Rambo could be in that uh, space station that they're building. Yeah, she definitely could be in the saber shield, saber um, facility. Okay, finally, let's get to the intelligent <laughs> to the to the to memories here. Yeah, bring me back in. Bring me back in. This is a really big deal because not only can people replace, not only can scrolls replace people, they can replace their memories. So it's difficult in the comics. It was kind of like that, that, that technology was a little more difficult to execute depending on when you read about scrolls. Like if you dated all the way back to the beginning with fantastic four, they weren't able to do that. But then at the end in the secret invasion storyline, which the director has not read, don't like that, but there's new technology that even Tony Stark and Mr. Fantastic, these guys can't detect this and all of their key people in their corners, many of them, Spider-Woman, Jarvis, they get taken over and are replaced with scrolls. This, this, these fracking pods, I got to tell you, Mark, and there's a trailer scene where you can see a big warehouse of them. Yeah. There's got to be somebody big in this warehouse down the line, right? It's either got to be like the president, Don Cheadle, maybe another Avenger, Maybe a lower level Avenger. I'm hoping somebody from Wakanda. Uh, I I don't know, but I'm saying to you, this is a huge game changer. And how are they going to detect this? This they're painting themselves into a big corner here. Well, it's just like the go back to the Peacemaker series. That's kind of what they did. Sure, with their bad guys, but different that they lived in their hosts. This one sure. we're gonna. I guarantee, we're like, you don't do this and not have some main players. At least one. Or like, you know, yeah, like you said, like Wakanda people or like even um, uh, what was uh, Namor's people called? Like one of them even, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it, this is. This is going to be wild. And like I think we're supposed to leave this series just untrusting of everything we've seen before. Yeah. And, and then we get the final scene, which builds our the level of distrust is through the roof after this. Uh, they find the plan to get these dirty bombs at this Unity Day happening in in um, Moscow. Uh, they mark the bomb's location, so Gaia does it with this infrared technology. Fury Hill and Talos try to discover the locations, but they discover their decoys. This is the scene where I referenced earlier where Gravik plays all these different characters to lure Fury towards him, and then he impersonates Fury to shoot Maria Hill, and Maria Hill is killed in the very first episode of this show, we get Ross and Maria Hill dead in a 50-minute span. Basically, two of the top agents in this show. Now, Ross could technically still be out there, but that's a very, very big deal. And 
I just want to say for the MCU, the big piece of feedback they get a lot of the time is that they don't take risks. Unless these bodies are life model decoys, which is a very real possibility in this show, I really respect these choices, and I really respect the Maria Hill death. What do you think? Until we see the next episode that she's really dead, I just I have no feeling for it. Because like right now, my mind's like, she's, she's a darn scroll. And Nick Fury is going to be like, I can't trust anybody. And it's going to, I think that will throw a fissure between him and Talos because he's like, I, I can't do this. I can't be able to tell who's who. So. Sure. I, don't, I, I think it is bold that they really just killed Maria Hill or like another character that's been like here almost since day one. It's just like, damn, like, yeah, no, like if they like, you know, besides your main players, Pretty much any like one B, one C like characters are just like not safe to be killed or, you know, just stay alive, I guess I should say. Sure. No, I, I think that's a really fair point. I think both of us gave really strong ratings for this these shows. I think both of us are also coming in like, hey, Marvel, you gotta prove some stuff here. You can't just rest on one show like you have. Where do you see this going from here, Mark? Because for me, I I I think the Marvels gives us kind of a plan of like, I think Fury lives, but at what cost? And I'm just trying to wrap my head around what that could be. I don't know. I think we might leave this. I know Robbie would be upset if Gravik ends up being killed at the end of this series. But yeah, I'm really like at a conundrum of like, what does happen? Because like, do, do we end it where like, oh, scrolls are no more, but then that was it. Six episodes with secured invasion and that's it. Or are we going to be led, or I go back to like that 2010 animated series that was on Disney where they basically showed us Captain America became a scroll and then basically never talked about it. But literally you kind of forgot that, oh, this Captain America we've been seeing for the last 10 episodes is actually a scroll. Like, is that something we're going to get where we're going to be left that one Avenger is a scroll and we're just going to follow that person being a scroll for another five movies or three shows and just be like, when are they going to address this dude's a scroll and just like, and we're just going to forget about it. Well, and it plays in the multiverse, right? It plays when you get to a multiverse setting and say these heroes get recruited and this scroll is like, I'm way over my head and people think I am somebody that I'm not. And then that team has distrust in a really high tension situation. I think that could create some great storytelling if the right actor was chose, chosen. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a potential spoiler here. So I'm going to call this little bits. We're going to close the show out with this. So if you do not want to potentially be spoiled, this is a, I think this is potentially a very big spoiler. Does Nick Cage show up? I'm going to go ahead and just put that there. Thank you for listening. We're going to end with this one, but uh, yeah, I want to give you a heads up of this is a very real possibility coming in, but I want to talk with you, Mark, about this. So I'm going to go ahead and give you two more seconds to bow out. All right, Mark, it is rumored right now that Daisy Johnson Quake from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to make an appearance in this show as Nick Fury's ace in the hole. And this will be the ultimate connecting piece and connecting tissue fabric for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to come back into the fold and potentially even join Saber or other entities in the Marvel Universe. Maybe not connect all the stories from Agents of like S.H.I.E.L.D. Inhuman Quake? Like the Inhuman Quake herself. That is a rumor happening right now of Daisy Johnson. Do you subscribe to that? What are your thoughts around that as you hear it? What would that be like if it happened? Man, that'd be a big, it'd be a big pull. It's just some loyal fans that watched all those seasons to bring her back in. 
And like, are we like, at what season are we cutting off? That's not no longer canon. My gut tells me this is going to be similar to the Matt Murdock situation. How it's not all canon per se, but if you watched it, you'll be rewarded. And I'm just getting the sense that that's the direction they're going to go. With Do you it. think we get reference to agent Colson if she shows up? Because like, that's another thing. It's like, great question. Like, Nick Fury is not going to once mention Nick Agent Coulson during this time. Like I want, I want some like we'll talk about him if we're going to bring in Quake. It's a multiverse, right? So like, who's to say that Agents of Shield show is a different universe where like Loki, something that happened in Loki's universe was that universe, right? Well, maybe, but like in that series, they have Nick Fury in the first episode to be like, "Yep, this is canon." So I, I think they can fudge the rules here with the, with the multiverse. I. This has just been a very popular rumor going around. And I don't know. This is one of those rumors. I don't know. I don't know if I believe it because I agree with you. I'm like, okay, how are you going to explain that? And additionally, you got to get that actress in. And then additionally, are we confusing people by bringing all these other movies and properties in that didn't work air quotes? Like, are we confusing the general audience? Like the Kelly's I would say wouldn't be Yes, it would. Kelly would be like, who the hell is that? My yeah, that's what Kelly. I'm saying. Like, so. is is your is your wife Kelly gonna walk in seeing this person? You're gonna be like, oh my gosh, that's cool that they brought her back, but she's gonna go, what the heck? Like, is is that too big of a risk? Or at this point, is it just expected that you have to have some knowledge going into this? Uh, I think it's 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 a mixed bag of both. I think, you know, your media, your people who are watching on Disney Plus are your fans that are going to understand. I, I strongly believe that you're going to I think you're very less. Uh, you're, you know, casual fans watching on Disney Plus, people who are coming to Disney Plus to watch these shows know what's going on for the most part. It'd be different if it was like a movie where she shows up. But I think the big implication to this is if like she does show up, it's like, OK, there's also now in humans that we're confirming are in here. if She has her powers. Yeah, I don't know. I, and that could give credence to to uh, Gravik having powers if it's not Groot powers. But yeah, then yeah, you got to yeah. explain to me like why does he have Groot powers? Well, I think he's unless a, they're Doctor Fantastic powers, strong. and that's what you're telling us that the Fantastic Four are in their like in their chamber pods or whatever, or yeah, whatever they call them. <laughs> the the the, um, the negative zone. Yeah, I I think. <laughs> Do you think that's where they're keeping them? Is in the I think they're zone? in the negative zone. I really do. No, no, no. I'm talking about the the people that they're keeping, their hosts, where that big warehouse is. Do you think that's Oh, yeah, in the I do. Zone? I think they're all being kept there. And I think you, in the negative zone. Like, you really think we're going to go to the negative oh, zone? Oh, no. I th- you're talking about a Fantastic Four. I'm sorry. I thought you were asking where the Fantastic Four were. Forgive me. I misheard you. Oh, no. Like, uh, my my thing was Fantastic Four in, or one of their hosts. And that's why we haven't seen them. And that's sure. why you have these powers. But that you know, yes, the Fantastic Four in this universe are not going to be multiverse people. They have to be negative zone people. So. Yeah, they have to be in the negative zone for sure. Negative zone's its own thing, especially after Quantum Mania's wackadoodle performance. I think the negative zone is a much needed answer to this. Yeah, no, I I just think there's a lot that could happen here, Mark. I I do echo that. I think Gravik will be a super scroll. I just I'm not necessarily dismissing that Daisy Johnson could be in this show, but it would be a big swing that is going to be a reference to another Marvel show. 
And I just get the sense with everything that Marvel's doing that Kevin Feige wants to put it all in one big one big soup. I think he just wants every single Marvel character in there. I think he does want see the, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., at least the big players in that show to be in this. I think he wants them in it at the end. And and I, I, I think this is the way to do it is by... Are you saying that this is going to slingshot to Secret Wars? I mean, it could. So here's the difference. There's a difference between Secret Wars and Secret War. Secret War is where Nick Fury sends a group of Avengers over to Latveria to fight a war. And Daisy Johnson's one of those people. I think you're, that's you're a right. comic worth noting. Yes. Secret this. War. I think that's a comic. And I think that's a comic that definitely could play a factor in this story, which is why I think there is credence to her being in the show. Do I think they'll do it? I'm not sold on it. I think it's a wacky rumor. This is one of those rumors that I love because I'm like, it's a coin flip to me. I could see it going either way. I just I just had to throw that out there for our audience that loves our pontifications. So we're closing in on the 45-minute mark, think mark. We, one, one last question for you. Do you think we get another main player in here? And who do you think that would be? If, it was, if you could guess one or two people, who do you think they might throw in here to tease us? Whether it's a, a scroll reveal or just someone to help out Nick Fury. If he does call on someone and besides the Marvels, cause that's kind of an easy, it's easy one. I don't think he's calling in the Marvels. I think Thunderbolt Ross or Dave Fontaine are two worthy candidates, especially if she finds out that Everett Ross is dead and she's like, Oh, he's a scroll. I just foresee those two being kind of people that he might look to. He might not be thrilled that he does it, but he might have to do that. And this is the kind of show that we're going to see Nick Fury, in my opinion, go to the ends of the earth to change, to, to write what's wrong, to, mm -hmm. to make up for the sins of the past, the 20 years of not getting these scrolls to where they are. And I really hope that Captain Marvel gets to experience this. Like I hope in the Marvels, they spend some time talking about how she tried to clean everything up from the blip and she couldn't. I really, really hope they do that. It's going to be a missed opportunity if they don't. And if she doesn't get some blame in this, that's going to be a problem to me. I don't think Nerek Fury deserves all the blame, but that's just like from my perspective. I guess I can't change the motivations of characters. <laughs> so that's what it is. Secret Invasion. Check it out on Disney+. Plus. I do recommend this show. I think it's great. And I'm looking forward to the second episode this coming Wednesday. Can't wait. I can't wait. So... Uh, Mark, thank you for coming by and being on today. It's glad to be back. Glad to be in the weeds. And I can't wait until we record next time for this, for episode two. It's going to be great. And, uh, yeah. So, thank you, Infinity Bros. Universe, wherever you listen to us. However you listen to us, thanks for making this podcast experience. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All these links are in the show notes below. Just go ahead and click them. Join our Discord. Check us out on TikTok. If you're into Twitch, check that out. We're all over the board. We want to serve you and giving you the best possible content. We'll see you guys next week for episode two of Secret Invasion. As always, we love you guys 3000. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.